0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of What About Us. This is Sandy Rice and my regular listeners know how involved I am in healthcare advocacy. Uh, This is after a 44-year career as a registered nurse and nurse practitioner. So in an earlier episode, we talked about Tennessee's proposal for restructuring TennCare, that is our Medicaid program. Just for a quick review of TennCare or Medicaid, it is uh, is that it is a federal state partnership. Uh, Ten care is Tennessee's Medicaid program. The federal government currently covers two-thirds of 10 care costs currently. It has uh, federal standards and patient safeguards to keep everything fair and even. Uh, Medicaid in Tennessee covers 1.4 million people, half of Tennessee, including half of Tennessee children, sixty percent of people in nursing homes. It is vital, to the economy in rural areas, and the federal Medicaid funds are one-fifth of Tennessee's state budget. Now, you probably remember, um, over the years, uh, there has been an effort to expand Medicaid. Currently, Medicaid or TennCare covers disabled uh, adults and children, elderly in nursing homes, uh, pregnant uh, women really are um most vulnerable population again uh this is not disability. This is uh not your neighbor who is on welfare. I'm doing the quotation marks with my fingers here uh um but drives a new truck and seems to have uh, lots of funds um ten care and Medicaid are for health purposes. And this is for the people that you see in wheelchairs, children in wheelchairs with paralysis. They depend on uh, aid in the home, equipment, expensive medications. What Medicaid expansion has done in other states, 37 states in the District of Columbia, um, is as part of uh, uh, the ACA or Obamacare, has allowed additional funds to be used for people that are not in these categories, uh, but just have uh, difficulty uh, affording insurance. And we can certainly, you know, understand that. But Tennessee has never wanted to expand uh, Medicaid for a variety of of reasons. Um, In 2019, that legislative session, they uh, passed a bill requiring Governor Lee to submit a waiver request for a Medicaid block grant. Uh, There were very few details in the bill Uh, itself, but it was basically asking for a certain amount of money to provide uh, services. Uh, Governor Lee feels that the state of Tennessee is very um, efficient in using Medicaid funds, and the real clincher of this was uh, we currently are so efficient, then we send two billion dollars of the monies that we get uh, back to the federal government, and Tennessee wanted to have half of that uh, so um, that's kind of uh, the basis of the uh, proposal it would not ensure any additional uh, patients and a lot of uh, people that are on 10 care and people in health care um, are very concerned about it so that was sent in and there was a state uh, com- that was developed it was developed and there was a state comment period uh, September 17th to October 18th, and that's about the time that I did the initial uh, podcast. There was overwhelming opposition to the block grant proposal. Only 10 comments of the over uh, 1,650 written comments supported the propo- proposal, and there was only one person at five public hearings that supported it. So where are we now in the process? The deadline to submit the waiver bill uh, to the federal government was November 20th uh, and they turned that around very quickly and we are currently in what's called the federal comment period which started uh, which is during the holidays <laughs> between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas so um, we know how busy this time is so um, and I'm even experiencing a little uh, Christmas d- dragging even though the season has just barely started anyway uh, what what changes did the state make to the earlier draft of the proposal based on uh, the public comments? Um, in the face of all these negative comments, only two significant changes were made. Uh, there was a re- uh, deletion of a request for permission to cut benefits without federal review. Uh, and I'll explain that in just a moment. Let me give you the second uh, um Change was that it clarified that early and periodic screening, diagnosis, and treatment uh, for children would not change. I'm not as familiar with that as the first one, uh, which is there were several elements in the proposal that said, "Let us give us the flexibility to make some changes without checking with you, federal government." So. Basically doing things with lots of money, billions of dollars, uh, without uh, federal oversight, uh, as you can imagine, is very problematic. Um, So they they changed that little piece. But the proposal's most damaging features uh, remain. And I'm going to go through five uh, takeaways here. The first um, is that the block grant proposal invites discrimination against patients with costly medical conditions. In other words, when you're trying to save billions of dollars, who do you go for first? It's kind of like that saying is, why do you rob banks? Well, that's where the money is. So you look at patients that really have high expensive medications or lots of services, and they kind of have targets on their back for cuts. The block Number two, the block grant proposal puts all 10 care patients and services at risk by eliminating federal Medicaid managed care ru- rules. These are the people that uh, arrange for care for the patients on t- 10 care. And what can happen is if they have a strong initiative to cut expenses, uh, spending for their group of patients, they may do that in, in one of several ways. Uh, maybe not have a provider that's good or available or has a lot of staff. Some of those things might be cut, kind of endangering the care that uh, a patient in a particular group uh, would really, you know, really need. The federal government has guidelines for that, so that can't happen. The block grant threatens, number three, the block grant threatens program integrity in a pro- program that needs more accountability, not less. Again, falling back on, lot. we're talking lots of money here. $7.9 billion. We throw around billions of dollars anymore a lot, I've noticed, uh, but that still is a lot of money. Again, number four, the block grant creates a powerful incentive to scrimp on patient care by allowing the state to divert 10-care savings into other parts of the state budget. This is talking, remember we said they were going to try to save $2 billion, which actually they have in the current system, but always giving it back to the federal government. We want to kind of split that uh, and and use the leftover money uh, for some other things for healthcare, care, maybe, or other things in the state. We're kind of vague on that. So taking money, taking healthcare dollars and using it for something else is a big concern. Still talking about number four. Um, there is a list of uh, health priorities in the proposal. And I know that everyone has heard me talk about The dismal statistics that Tennessee has, we rank 43rd in the nation for positive health care outcomes. Not many of our chronic diseases are below 40. So we don't do very well in taking care of our population for a variety of reasons. One is that it's very rural and and Tennessee is very rural. We have a lot of uh, poverty in these areas. We have a lack of health care services, transportation, good jobs with health insurance. Um, that puts us there, but we need to try to change that as best we could. And uh, I know uh, one of our guests says, we just we just need more money. So there is a list of important health priorities like reducing maternal deaths, eliminating the wait list for services with intellectual and developmental disabilities, our opioid problem, um, closing hospitals, etc. cetera. But there's no commitment to actually do them um, with this savings, uh, which of course would have to be at the end of the year. You know, they wouldn't be implemented now. And the language in the proposal is very vague. We might implement uh, these interventions if we get a waiver and if we make enough savings. So if it doesn't work that way, we're still in the same boat. And also... The state could already do most of the priorities immediately by expanding Medicaid, but the same legislature that created the block grant has always traditionally blocked the expansion. So the priorities are really about enticing support for the block grant, not about implementation of these needed health reforms. It just doesn't seem to be as much of a um, priority. It's just kind of listed there. And finally, the block grant is a political gimmick. It's not a serious answer to Tennessee's real health concerns. So many, many organizations and people are against uh, the block grant. Most common concerns raised in the state comment period, closed drug formularies, the rural areas. uh, There's network inadequacy. There's benefits that could be cut, hospitals' closure, Um, There may be racial inequality, limiting benefits for children and long-term care, limiting uh, uh, enrollees, not enough uh, oversight. There's a lack of transparency, uh, risk to the Katie Beckett uh, waiver, uh, mental health uh, issues. So we're just still not happy with this thing. And the federal government uh, really needs to take the comments made very seriously in this period. So I am asking my listeners to uh, make a public comment against the proposal. And this is even if you made a comment uh, in October. Now I'm a volunteer for the Tennessee Justice um, Center in Nashville. They uh, have worked with Care over the years as advocates uh, for adults, children, moms, for 10 care. Um They are uh, nonpartisan. Uh, and they have made our ability to put together information and get it out to folks about this Medicaid block grant. They just made it so easy. So I'm going to give you some ways to stop the block. That's what our campaign uh, with Tennessee Justice is called. So... Um go to Tennessee T N Justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E dot org slash stop the block. That's Tennesseejustice.org backslash stop the block. Or you can also text Justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, all caps, for the number four T N and you text uh, to the number is five two eight eight six. Always, you can go to the TennesseeJustice.org website for more information and sign up for emails. You can also call uh, email C is uh, in cat Pate, P A T E at TennesseeJustice.org, T N Justice.org if you want to uh, volunteer. Comments are the best way to defeat this harmful policy. The federal government is required to consider all comments If it doesn't the proposal can be overturned. Remember the last comment period was just to10 care. Comments are the reason a harmful Medicaid proposal in Kentucky was stopped in its tracks. Even if you again even if you submitted a comment in the state comment period, it's vital that you submit another one. There is a uh, kind of a standardized um, Response, you can individualize that uh, if you wish. Unequivocally oppose the block grant. Don't suggest suggest changes. Uh, Cite research and studies when possible. Emphasize the negative impact for people on 10-care citing stories of people overcoming 10-care's current bureaucratic hurdles and having trouble with network adequacy or having difficulties getting prescriptions they need. That is on the website. You can read you know, what some of our folks, you know, are up against. But through no fault of their own, uh, they've had a serious injury or illness or condition uh, that makes everyday life uh, difficult enough With having not, without having to um, um, make a lot of phone calls. Please share this information with uh, friends and family. Uh, whether it's your child's PTA or your neighborhood or your school, or your retirement community, uh, maybe your church. There's so many groups that could get involved. Uh, learn from advocates in the TJC community who work to defend health care rights in their area. No experience is necessary. Uh, just need to care uh, about people uh, that have some unfortunate circumstances and uh, don't want to have the extra stress of worrying if a medication or a caregiver uh, is is going to show up. Uh, you think about people that have uh, partial uh, paralysis, uh, and they lay in bed until someone that's paid through 10 care comes and uh, helps them with that. They're able to live at home. They don't have to be in an expensive nursing home or care home, but they need that person to come. And some of the incentives to cut uh, expenses in this program could, uh, have that person's helper come three days a week. So, uh, you know, how would that feel? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you get to get out of bed anyway. Um, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you in advance for making comments. Um, and thank you for listening to, uh, what about us? Have a great holiday. Just find a little bit of time, uh, to make a comment opposing this proposal. Thank you. Bye-bye.